Welcome to It's Not the Weekly Poll, it's Absolute Comics, brought to you by G Fuel, where you can get 30% off of your order of G Fuel right now by going and using our code COMICS. Special deal happening, I'm not quite sure when it's going to end, so if depending on when you watch this, if it's 10%, that's our normal deal. But they are a sponsor of the show, and we'd love to have you go and get some, I mean, I'm literally drinking the PewDiePie flavor right now, and yes, I've heard he's going on hiatus, and I mean, the man deserves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so, a workhorse. Today's Absolute Comics is going to be a bit of an interesting one. It's the end of the year. It is the last episode. I'm stating it now before Sal and I get 50 tweets asking if we already quit Absolute Comics. <laughs> it's not over. <laughs> you, know, you know we're going to get those tweets. Oh, yeah. Is oh, it over? Quick, no. Yeah, real quick, uh, I'm Benny, also known as Comic Storian. That is Sal from Comic Pop. Our two channels on YouTube are Comic Pop and Comic Storian. All right, let's get into this. This is the show where we sit down and talk about comic books, comic book news, what's happening in comic books, TV shows, movies, pretty much all of it. It's absolute comics. If it's in the world of comics, we try to talk about it. Um, but Damn before right. everyone asks, the next two weeks, there will be no episode. The filming date for this show is technically Christmas Eve and New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> We're not going live. There no. will be no filming. <laughs> yeah. If Sal and I can find a moment to film a Star Wars review, we will. But we're not in a rush. <laughs> no, and neither are you, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> Same so. thing with Tuesday Clock. We'll talk about that when we come back, or not. I don't know. We might no, try we'll to find time. It. There's no but, way but, we're not going to talk about Doomsday Clock. Uh, did you finish Watchmen? No, I didn't watch a single episode of Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I gotta check it out. Uh, apparently, it's it's either the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. So I'm looking. I'm going with to the best thing ever, as long as you are not hung up with them changing anything from the original novel, and you, and also as long as you are aware that Watchmen is a very political comic, very right versus left comic, uh, and that the TV show is still going in that direction. I wouldn't expect anything else. I wouldn't. I love I would, the people that argued about Watchmen. Oh my God! It's so it's so SJW and so leftist, and like, it's it's all about racism. Like, did you, did you read Watchmen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Watchmen wasn't like superheroes punching people, right? I know. I know Zack Snyder did a very explosive version, but even his movie was very much just by virtue of it being based off the book. Happens yeah. to also Nixon didn't really look like that. <laughs> so you know he's saying something so uh i thought it was an incredible show um the ending is very divisive amongst the fans some people are loving it some people are, are hating on it i don't want to talk anything about it at all because i really think you should watch it because you are a watchman fan i do like watchman i do like the book watchman and right i'm digging on doomsday clock but uh, i we'll will say uh just to kind of get you hyped up for it Sure. If you were looking for a conclusion to all of the the basically loose endings at the end of Watchmen the comic, right. this is where they exist. Right. But okay. the show is not about the cast of the Watchmen. No. It's a whole new cast, a whole new direction, but they do wrap up and answer everything that you were left like, well, what happened to this and what happened over here? Okay. Um, it, it's a great show. I loved the ending. I thought it was an incredible way to put piece it all together. Is it I love the direction. That, it is over. As far as Damon Lindenoff, the guy who does who did that production, he said that he's open to doing another season, but he closed he this where it would be over. Good. Okay. Because like that's, that's the he problem has not, with that. He said he, he hasn't signed on for another season either. Like it's not even in talks at the moment. He's, okay. What he said. Yeah, I mean, like they've literally renewed Picard, and we haven't even—they—they're not even done shooting the first season. So, like, right? Yeah, if there was gonna be more, they would have already greenlit it. So, 
Okay. Like, like, there's no general... There's a few minor questions that are left over from the first season. Sure. But overall, it wraps up any loose ends for the comic. It wraps up loose ends from the show. Uh, and there's no real big cliffhangers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they're not renewed for a second season. He says he's open to doing it, uh, yeah. but they they didn't renew it already. So. Okay. All right. How many episodes is it? Like eight? Uh, nine. Nine. Oh, official. cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out. So it's interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm actually going to rate it up there with The Boys as one of my oh, favorite nice. superhero shows. So I just like got to know what you're getting the comic. into. Yeah. The boy. Oh, yeah. The show's so much better than the comic for The Boys. The Boys comic <laughs> is just so. like, like, what are you it's doing? Just, what are you smoking? <laughs> I mean, it, it, and it's funny because when it does the things from the comic, you're like, eh, I don't know why, but it feels a little more tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. Um, other than that, though, we'll probably talk about Doomsday Clock or whatever. But what I'm getting at is, guys, we're taking two weeks off after this. There will be no New Year's Eve episode. There will be no new, uh, Christmas Eve episode. We'll be back after that. And it'll. Pro- and the plan is when we come back, since nothing will have happened because it was holidays, we're going to talk about our favorite top 10 favorite books of the year. Yeah. Now, using that as a segue, before we get into the very few topics we have for today that we're going to talk about, Sal... Being that we're at the end of 2019, and this is more of a free float, less very, you know, on the nose episode kind of a deal. True. What was your number one? We'll go through the rest of your picks for the year on, when we come back. Yeah. But what is your number one? You have to pick one story to take to your grave from 2019. What do you take? Spider-Man Life Story. I still haven't read that. You gotta, it's only six issues. <laughs> I know, but like it, the covers never looked like a traditional Marvel book, and I always glanced over it and never got no, it. No, those, those are, I think they're, like, I think they're done by Zdarsky, and they're very eye-catching. Um, they are, but, like, because I'm glancing over, like, 50 comics in a week, if it looks like an indie book, I'm not, I'm not grabbing it just because <laughs> it looks true. like an indie book. And Spider-Man's on every cover. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I love Lies, the series. But they're all in different colors anyway. They're not in Spider-Man colors. <laughs> it's blue and red. <laughs> One of them is purple. But the point is okay. So six issue miniseries. Chip Zdarsky, uh, Mark Bagley. It's basically just like what if Spider-Man was fifteen when he got his powers in 1962, and he aged in order, and all the stuff that happened to him in the comics for the most part still happened. But okay. in linear time. And so, you know, Spider-Man... like, But in those decades... So it's like, Spider-Man has a clone saga in the 90s, but he's 30 years older. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... I'm like... D-. There was a moment... It's not even the last moment, although there's... There, it's an explosive finale. Um, but where they take a twist on an old familiar classic and, do- and, and, and execute it in such a way where I'm like... Oh my god. Like not only is that perfect for this universe, but I like want to see this elsewhere too. It's it's phenomenal. I just I loved this series. It it distills the character. It cements Zadarsky as like a top-tier Spider-Man writer for me. Um, okay. The, I loved uh, I loved another couple of series from this year that that were just phenomenal. Um but as far as my favorite character and the books that came out featuring him, no question, life stories, head and shoulders above the rest. Okay. Uh, for you? me, um, I mean, I got my top 10 picks of the year. Yeah. But I would I say, <laughs> huh? Mm. I have like eight series. I got to figure out two more. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about what we love the most about the entire year when we come back because we're not right. going to have much else to talk about. No. But the number one that if I had to pick one story of this year to go down with, Donny Cates' Venom Run. Oh. It's, it's completely reinvented a character that I will 100% admit completely checked out on once oh. they got rid of Agent Venom. When he Most went to people space, wrote him off. 
I was done. Like I'm Myself a fan included. of Venom. I liked Venom. And then like Asian Venom was great. I got on board of that. And then they just Oh, he's in space now. Oh, I'm not reading now. You know, like <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh no. They they really were like and, and clearly there was like almost like a Marvel driven agenda where they're like, make it Eddie Brock. I don't care what you do with it though. It just has to be Eddie Brock in the suit. And you're like, Yeah, damn it. And, and it then, was horrible too, because they got rid of Flash Thompson for lead price. That was horrible. And yeah. then they brought in Eddie Brock, and they—you're they, right. It felt like somebody said you have to do it. Throw it against a wall. And at that point, I was like, "Wow, there goes one of my favorite superheroes." I just—I yeah. don't even care about Venom anymore. Yeah. Um. And when Donny Cates came in, he took the lore of Venom and all the bullshit that came out of them trying to fix him. Yeah. And wrapped it all up, concluded it all, brought it all together while creating his own story about Null and Eddie's son. Uh, so, yeah. and that's one of the things I liked about the story. It's not just a story about Venom versus Null. It's not just the symbiote. He basically made fully Eddie and the symbiote two separate characters with their own plots that they team up and battle against what's going on, be yeah. it Null or Eddie's son. And I yeah. liked that a lot. I liked how he decided to treat it instead of just being like, because a lot of writers come in and they're like, oh, it's Eddie Brock, the uh, the lunkhead who b fights against the Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, or they're like, oh, it's Venom, the guy that eats brains. And you're like... <laughs> Why can't you do a story about the both of them that works? And that's Most what I like. For the majority of time in like the 2000s, the ideas for Eddie Brock were, ah, maybe I'll kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, was, it was Kate's that came along and was like, I think I got something here with this guy. Yeah. I like and him. For, and, 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 and to counter to your point of Zdarsky being a top tier Spider-Man writer, for me that put uh, Kate's in a position where I'm like, I will read anything this guy writes. Right. Like, and then when I started diving into what he's written, I'm like, I like his writing. It's good. Like, yeah. No, it's it's in it's undisputedly great. Like he's like a I'm good not even writer. counting his absolute carnage event. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. Most of the books that came out in 2019 that were excellent were him. Yeah. In uh, at Marvel, I should say. Yeah. Um, there's some great stuff, but like Kate's, his name is on is synonymous with quality at this point. Yeah. No, if you see a Kate's on a book, you're like, I'm going to try it out. I'm going right. to give it a shot. Even if you're not interested. Like the Silver yeah. Surfer book. Like, oh, it's great. <laughs> or when he reinvented the Guardians and it was like, oh, this team looks like crap. Oh, Kate's is writing it? I'll check it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah. So that's it. That's my opinion. Uh, well, like I said, when we get back from the break, uh, we'll go over all the books we enjoyed this year because I have yes. a lot to talk about. Trust me. It's oh, not yeah. just Venom. <laughs> no, no. And I, 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 most of the books that I have here, I think this is the only Spider-Man book I have on my list. Is it? Yeah. All right. I um, liked right, what so, Spencer did, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked I liked what Spencer started off with. After the Craven plot, I don't know where he's going with it right now. Yeah, he's going downhill is where he's going with it. It feels yeah. like it's just kind of like... Well, he, I, yeah. he was building up that villain. He was right. building up that villain that we were all getting excited for. Yeah, and let's take I, the breaks. I'm, I'm getting a little irritated. Like, I thought we were going to build up the villain, do Craven, go into that villain. Yeah. And nah. now it's like, do Craven, now we're going into the future. <laughs> oh my god. Like, this 2099 thing, you can tell it's all his brainchild, it's all his idea, and it's like, there's nothing here. But like, we're not just... even hinting at that villain again. What's the name of that guy? The one with the Kindred. Centipedes? Kindred. Yeah, we're not even no hinting idea. at him anymore. No. Like, ever since Craven, Kindred did a thing. We're like, oh, he found out that he, he might be someone Spider-Man knows. Oh, by the way, forget him. We gotta do something with Miguel O'Hara now. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being a new reader and jumping on board and yeah. being like, what? It's just, it, it, it's all over the place. No. And then I, I was catching up with 2099 and I'm reading the new Spider-Man one 
where they're reinventing his origin. I know. And I'm like, what is even happening? Where is yeah. Miguel O'Hara proper? Like, <laughs> I think he's the old guy at the end, which yeah, is like, well, what? What blows my mind about reinventing Miguel O'Hara is he was literally in books like a year ago. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, he's the 90s and we haven't seen him. He was in his own book a year ago. I know. <laughs> I know. They've been they've rebooted him at least twice and yeah. no one liked either of them. So. And they don't know what to do with him is what it don't seems like. Don't do anything. It, it seems to me like Marvel's sitting around going, Spider-Man 2099 had a great suit. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves the way he acts. Yep. Let's bring him back. And they don't know how to do it. But like, no. like you said, don't bring him back or leave him in 2099. Leave him just... He's back. He's doing his thing in the future now. Why? Yep. You literally have a Spider-Man version of Batman Beyond that predates <laughs> Batman, Batman Beyond, Beyond. And you won't do it. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Yeah. It, yeah. No. I don't know. I don't know. It's a cool suit, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, let's go to our first topic that Dan rounded up for us. Uh, Jeff John says that he is working on the last issue of the Three Jokers story. Sure. It's a it's three double sized prestige format issues. He apparently told DC to wait until they knew it would come out on time. Yeah. I love that line because it's like who's he blaming? Yes. Like he, that sounds to me like he said I want to work on this. Don't talk about it until I have like a set date because I don't know when I'll get to it. Yeah. And DC was like, three jokers! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wrote the stories that introduced the three Joker idea. This is far beyond late at this point. Like, I, it would. It's like he's also Kevin apparently Smith, three quarters or more done with Batman Earth One Volume Three. I know. I he said that he was working on that before, like you know, before Doomsday Clock or something. I'm like. What? So is this just ultimately a situation where Jeff Johns just took on way too many high-profile top uh, pro uh, projects at the same time? Well, it's like he announced all of them on the same day. He like he was talking about like he was teasing Earth Three or Earth Earth One Volume Three right. in the same breath that they had to pitch Three Jokers and Doomsday Clock at that New York Comic Con two years ago. And you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> and it's the same team on and Earth Shazam. Three, Earth One. And Doomsday Clock. I, know, I mean, that in itself, it, if they're three quarters of the way done with Earth Earth 1 Volume 3, I feel like that may be what was bogging down Gary Frank. <laughs> he had two well, giant or he's or, or Gary Frank is faster than we thought, and something else was really delaying Doomsday Clock. Yeah, yeah. That could because, be also it, yeah. Because I would have assumed that Gary Frank was like maybe drawing some covers for Earth, for, for Earth 1, and then was like, oh, I got to start Doomsday Clock. Because I remember in an interview years ago, uh, John said that Frank begged him to be the artist on Doomsday Clock. Right. And so clearly Frank wanted to do the Doomsday Clock story, but also had an obligation to do Earth One. So he, my assumption would be that he was like, okay, well, we'll finish Earth One when Doomsday Clock is out. I got to really focus on this one. Put that book aside. Finish Doomsday Clock. It's 12 issues as opposed to Earth One, which is really one issue. But no, apparently that book's almost done, and it and and he, and he did these. I, I don't I don't know what I, the timelines don't add up for me. It, it's a very odd quote slash interview, which you can find on CBR. But like, it's, yeah, I I don't know, man. The the fact that do that that I'm 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 just thankful that Frank didn't draw Three Jokers. Not that I don't love his art, but like at least oh, there's just no that, more delay. Yeah, because imagine him being on three super high profile things. We wouldn't get them until 2029. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hyped. I love the idea of three Jokers, if only because I know nothing about it. I know, and, I know. And the fact that it's Jeff Johns and uh, uh, Fabok, which is awesome. I'm just looking to see if there's any three Jokers, uh, but three Jokers, Jay and I have been working on it and we're in the last issue. Now it's three double-sized prestige format issues. Yep. They'll probably be solicited anytime because we're near the finish line and we waited because we told DC we didn't want it to come out until we knew it would come out on time. Yeah. That makes sense. I'd rather that than Doomsday Clock it. Oh my God, no. Especially if it's only three issues. Twelve issues? Sure. You know, there's some time. Three, especially if it's going to like, you know, drop a bomb, which it might. I don't know. I don't know what the hell these books... Part of the hype around these books isn't that, like, you know, Alan Moore came out of retirement, he's doing a killing joke, too. It's that these books were supposed to have an impact on the DC universe and explain right. some stuff. The fact is, I think we're all pretty much on the same page as far as whether these books are going to have any impact or not. And well, I think now they're the, right on the heels of a... Uh, right up on a crisis that's going to reset everything. Exactly. So how can I get hyped about Three Jokers when... They're gonna get merged into one Joker at the end, or they're the, or what? They're like three Jokers is the only thing that doesn't get changed. Like, come on, like, I don't know. It, it's nobody. The, the, you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, man. Like, they don't know what they're what's going on over there. Like Jeff Johns is doing his own thing because obviously, as you pointed out in the last episode or a previous episode, he's not even an employee of DC Comics. He's like he's no. an entrepreneur. He's, he's an he's a free agent, just making whatever. Um, so. He's just doing what he wants to do, and DC's doing what they have to do. Right. And those don't always line up. No, and it's weird because you can tell that Doomsday Clock was supposed to have an effect. Because then we have this Justice League storyline that was supposed to go longer, but now they're cutting that short. And I feel like they're cutting it short because of like, oh, Doomsday Clock is going to do something. And we got three Thank jokers. Thank God, so by you- the way. Huh? Justice League, long enough. <laughs> oh, I know, but it was intended to go longer. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just rereading 37, and I'm like, what is even happening at this point? There's so much going on in this storyline at this point. I know, I know. Like, it's like every panel's like, and over here we're doing this, and over here we're doing this, and over here. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Like, uh, there's so much happening, nothing's happening. Like, it's- Everyone's fighting, and we're just arguing about hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's every, you know, that's all those. But, I don't know, man. It's, an, it's, it's crazy, but I'm... Here's the thing. On one hand, I'm like, eh, three Jokers, well, they'll probably get undone or whatever, who cares? But on the other hand, I would love to know what they were planning and see it executed. Right, yeah. So I'm on board. Like, I'm going to read this, especially because I like prestige books. I like self-contained stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Um, I mean, and between this stuff and what the more, pro- I'm really digging the black label for the new format they're going with. I oh, really sure. am enjoying it. Where it's just like, oh, I know that this is going to be six issues. If even if it's delayed, it's self-contained. I don't yeah. have to worry about it. You know? Oh yeah. Now the, uh, the while black label has evolved or devolved into something else, and other than what they had initially intended, at the very least, it's basically the Elseworlds book, where it's like this isn't in continuity unless it is. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I like about it. It's at a weird yeah. place right now. Yeah, that's but but at least we're getting you know like self-contained OGNs from DC, and that's kind of what we're getting here. Like that's what yeah. Black Label's kind of become, which is great because I love those stuff, like that stuff, and it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be cool. Hopefully, so, uh, hopefully. 
Um, I didn't see it on the list here, but I want to bring this up too, talking about comic books in general. Uh, did yeah. you end up reading this? Uh, I forgot. Golden Child came out. I sure did. Uh, what did you think? Because I keep forgetting to get. It's like it literally opened up on my computer, and I keep forgetting to read it. It's it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's a Frank Miller book. R- no ridiculous Azzarello. in a good way or bad way. <laughs> I mean, it's, it it really depends on your on your opinion because like it's. Clearly what happened was Frank Miller was like, I have uh, something to say politically about the world outside my window, like, right now. (laughs) And I also know that if anyone's going to read what I have to say, it has to be with Batman. Like, I have to use Batman to do it, and thankfully DC loves money, so they made it. And it just so happens that, like, you get some incidentally cool things, like Carrie Kelly's new Batwoman costume, which is dope-looking. Like, it's just really cool. Um... Raphael Grandpa. It's, it's fun I, I, to see that her character evolving, like going into something else. She's for so long only been just Carrie Kelly, the Robin, the female. I Robin love Carrie Kelly. Continuity. Like the fun, the funny thing is, it made me a little sad because Carrie Kelly in Dark Knight Returns is like this kind of you know hopeful, directionless, determined young lady who needed you know something to believe in, and she finds Batman, and right. now. There's there's a sequence where she yells at Supergirl and she is just Batman. <laughs> like it's Batman <laughs> in a cute young lady, but it's still her being like you will do as I say and you will listen when you're told and you're and I'm like, "Oh my god, you just became Batman. Like you're just Bruce." And it's like while that's tragic and sad that there's like bright youthful like what Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Bruce Wayne did not want this future for Carrie. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> but Frank Miller doesn't care about that anymore. And what she's become instead is kind of more realistic, which is I brought in this youthful, naive, young teenager and I gave her Batman. She's going <laughs> to become Batman at the end because, like, that's the strongest archetype in her life. Yeah. So it works. And it's like, it, it's actually kind of like more honest. Then if then if she if, if like she has this hope inside of her that just constantly battles against the darkness like no she's just gonna be a little Batman and a that's little neat. Batman I love the way he's she's just gonna be a little Batman well because she's because <laughs> she's much shorter than he is it's just like ha ah. but uh, you know it's other than really cool designs and getting Raphael Grandpa on my radar because he's the artist on the book and I'm like this is dope looking stuff uh, it's. It's ultimately, it's not going to be timeless. It's not even really going to be an exciting chapter in the Dark Knight universe that Frank Miller has incidentally created. Uh, but it is, it's something, if you're going to read it, you should read it today, you know, in today's world, because it will be wholly irrelevant in a little while. <laughs> right, right. And I don't even mean because of the political climate, like because something else will be what the current political climate is, and so it won't look like this. Um, also, Dark Side's in it, and it's like, Why? <laughs> it's ridiculous um, I, I get another follow up that's not even on a schedule this is a very scatterbrained episode but I have another sure. question to ask you I don't know if we talked about this I don't think we did Batman 84 gave us the reveal of Flashpoint Batman's history right uh, yes which we did talk about I think because I didn't like the reverse that it went in and I don't know yeah. why Tom King did that one thing I, I, I think we may have briefly touched on this but the the, the art error where reverse flash on the treadmill yeah. and he said that that's accurate yeah, that he, he said he, for- he he was like, no, I, t- I told him to do that. Like, uh, yeah, I think we did talk about that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it drives me nuts. I'm like, why why did you do that? <laughs> no, that's ugh. great. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, great art though. Yeah, 
All right, so the next one's definitely a you question. The X Men have their own worldwide court of the owls to fight. Yeah, they're peacocks. <laughs> Wait, are they peacocks? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Like, because we can't use owls. <laughs> so we're peacocks. So we're peacocks. It's that it's the organization that, that that kidnapped Domino and like made these soldiers that infiltrated Krakoa and shot Xavier. Like it turns out there's a clandestine organization with a expressionless <laughs> face on their like on their masks and they're they're all rich and they have like suits or dresses and like you know it's many like different birds. And and it's bird themed. I'm like, are you? <laughs> Unless Hickman's like, I want to make fun of the Court of Owls, then this is derivative and I don't like it. Otherwise, like. <laughs> You know, but if he's gonna make fun, if he's like, no, I'm making fun of the Court of Owls. I think it's, I think it's ultimately self-defeating. I think it's a, you know, ultimately it only works for one story, and every subsequent use of the Court of Owls has never really worked. So I'm making a joke about that. Like if he's doing that, if he's Grant Morrison it up, that's great. I don't think he's doing that. I think it's. <laughs> oh, also, I think it's Benjamin Percy, so it's not even Hickman. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, but yeah, Court of Owls. I mean, they're not, but you know. It's it's a little shorter name, but otherwise it's like, uh, yeah, I had it pulled up here at Zion, yeah, or Zion, Zion, I think. Whoa, uh, it's X E O N, however you want to pronounce that. Zion, I don't know. Zion, and the it's, Alliance, right? Just okay. <laughs> I, it's it's not very long. The funny thing is, it's hard to get outraged about like these weird decisions, like the like the Golden Girls, like the Horticulturists, which is yep. arguably more fun <laughs> than a rip-off Court of Owls. But, uh, you know, these these series have a have an end date. And so if they're going to wrap it up, you know, I guess that's fine. I, I don't see them lasting very long. The fact is, you know, the X-Men's greatest villains all live on Krakoa right now. So, <laughs> so what are we going to do? You know, we can't constantly right. have William Stryker come back to life or whatever. We got to have something else going on. So, okay, here's some stuff. And, you know, they're, and they're not quite on, you know, one is, you know, racially charged. They want to kill the X-Men specifically. They want to kill mutants. And the other one is also, you know, against mutants and they're, and they're human beings. But like, it's, they're also not threats that the Avengers are going to deal with, so right, you know, okay. Uh, and well, the Avengers are currently battling against. They just got done with the Ghost Riders. What are they fighting yeah. now? I don't care. I dropped that book like a hot potato. I really, I like that book. I could not they get into it. They did a vampire like, civil war. Then they fought against Ghost Riders. I can't. Mm -hmm. What are they fighting now? Dan, help I me out. What are they fighting now? I thought it was still Ghost Rider. Um, no, that ended the uh, last issue. <laughs> I can't remember what the Avengers main story is, but definitely Captain Marvel has turned evil and is fighting all the Avengers. Yes. I don't yeah, I don't think the Avengers have had an issue since they, they fought Ghost Rider. No. I think you're right. And I think they're doing the Captain Marvel thing, yeah. Because they, they ended that. Ghost Rider's had their race. Johnny Blaze, now we're doing Ghost Rider, King of Hell. Yep. He's, chased, he's going to Hotel Inferno right now. Mm -hmm. So he's doing his own thing. Yeah, he's got his own book. Yeah. Oh, Starbrand stuff. That's right. They did the origins of Starbrand more. They did more of his history. Yeah, what is what is Aaron's hard on for Starbrand, man, in the new universe? Because he loves to reference that stuff and then never do anything with it. I don't like, know. If you remember Just like the Celestials, it, Marvel we've done nothing with. Prime we or whatever the hell that book was. You remember what I'm talking about? Like when yeah. Marvel was like, we got to come up with a rebirth. Well, they did that, and then they also had the Avengers 1 million BC, which it was the same had issue. Barely been touched on. Yeah, because. Like ultimately, what are you going to do with that? You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The only person who's going to do anything with it is Aaron. 
So, you know, <laughs> but now that he's off Thor, I guess he has plenty of time to do it because I don't know who would take over the Avengers. Donny Cates. <laughs> <laughs> I because just love that's that they it. Open, like, okay, so Justice League opened up fighting against their giant Celestials, which went Legend Perpetua, and that story's still going. The Avengers are like, we're going to fight Celestials, turn one into a base, and never reference them again. Let's go fight vampires. That is so, like, <laughs> I, it is so the world outside my window. It's not even funny. I love how relatable the Avengers are living in their Arctic Celestial base. Um, that's not what I'm here for. Like... I got into the Avengers thanks to Bendis and the new Avengers, where it was like, hey, get rid of the robot, bring him down to the street. And yeah. the second they brought back Vision, I was like, get out of here, I'm out. I know what you're going to do. It's all going to be magic and bullshit again. And sure <laughs> enough, it was. Um, we did have a big chunk of time where it was Hickman, and he was like, I got something else planned. And that was like, oh, okay, cool. But at the same time, you know, I, I like the Avengers when it's like about people. like Right. You know. Well, now the Avengers are like, well, does Ghost Rider really a hero? Let's I, let's I do care. like eight issues exploring the Ghost Rider's history. Right. I in straight Avengers. up, I straight up couldn't care less what the guy who doesn't know what Robbie Reyes's origin is has to say about the Ghost Riders. Because <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know who Robbie Reyes is. He keeps like making up crap. And it's yeah. like there's a template. There's a book that came out. Guy has the whole origin laid out for you. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, well, that, I mean, the whole Eli origin, all of that is right there in a 12-issue series that is popular. It's not even like, a, oh, yeah, no right. one, everyone yeah. ignores that. It's not a footnote. This isn't like something they whipped up in the in the early 2000s when Bill Jemis was telling everybody what to do. This is yeah. this is a thing that people read. They used it as a template for the friggin' movie, the show. Yeah. Um, by the way, like, of course, the show also changed it up because they had to make it a Spirit of Vengeance. But, you know, it's a show. <laughs> it's also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, come on. But, you know. Ah... Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on from that anger, Kid Cable is getting his own book. Now, I was actually asking our X-Men fans about that the other day. Yeah. Is Kid Cable even still around? <laughs> Apparently yeah, yeah, he yeah. is, and getting a book. <laughs> yeah, and he's getting a book. I mean, like, all right, if you like Cable, I you, well, if you like Cable, you don't know what you're getting because it ain't Cable. It's it's young Cable. <laughs> people get, people get, get getting mad at me because I was, on one of our review shows, I there's a sequence in the X-Men book where uh, young Cable gives... Um, what they perceive to be like an invader, a grenade. And okay. I'm like, and I was like, uh, so he meant to kill this guy. And everyone in the comments was like, no, he was just giving him a grenade for fun. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's stupid. Like, well, no one would do that. Like no one would do that unless yeah. they wanted them to blow themselves up. But you know, they did it anyway. <laughs> and I don't know. I was just kind of like, okay, I don't know. It, Young Cable is an interesting thing. Um, I, I really liked Extermination, so I have hope for it. Uh, I don't know who's doing it. Do you know who's working on Young Cable? Uh, Jerry Dugan. So I'm excited for it. Oh, there we go. Well, then it'll be cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Jerry Dugan is comical. Doing. It'll be fun. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be its this'll own be thing. This will be the first time that I'm, like, interested in Young Cable past Extermination. So... Because Jerry Dugan knows what he's doing. Hopefully, he'll give the character some like life and, and right. personality that I'm interested in. He will because so. it's Jerry Dugan. It's better than whatever we're doing. Uh, I do want to backpedal just a little bit. I had a li- I, I, I am trying to move this a little bit quickly because I've, I've got things going on that I have to get out, get out of here <laughs> got for. stuff to do. Yeah. But uh, chat is reminding me. So I want to go back on this Ghost Rider topic for a moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, because I'm a fan of Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze, Danny Catch. I do like Robbie Reyes. Uh, you are right. Jason Aaron is like, crapping all over him 
counter to that though, I think this is I think this is, we needed this. Right. Because, because this, this Eli thing was not gonna last. Well, not even just the Eli thing. I think the problem is when they tried to reinvent the Ghost Rider, okay? Right. They they did the Eli Morrow thing without really explaining the spirit of vengeance thing. They did yeah. they basically got rid of a lot of what made Ghost Rider, like Johnny Blaze yes. and Johnny and Danny Catch, the the spirits, the Zazaros, and all these other things. Yeah. Um, what I think they're doing, and I'm not against it, but I do think he's going very crazy into the Robbie Ray's history that he's very vaguely referencing and doesn't seem to know fully what he's doing. Um, the, I think they're doing is they're trying to make Robbie Ray as like a Ghost Rider in his own right, but not yes. a Spirit of Vengeance, so that they can do Ghost Rider because. We have Ghost Rider. Like, Johnny Blaze is back. Do you think that it's, like, a deliberate thing? So it's like, no, 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 no. I gave Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, like, a whole arc in Avengers so that when I do this epic Ghost Rider thing and Robbie Reyes ain't in it, no one can complain at me. Yes, I think it's exactly it because it's all about Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch. And the first thing you do would be go, okay, well, where's Alejandro and where's... uh, Whereas Robbie Reyes, that's right. Because if it's a Ghost Riders kind of event, you want all of them in there. And they killed off Alejandro on the Absolute Carnage event. Yeah, she's gone. We well, what about Gianna. Michael Balladino? <laughs> what about him? <laughs> that's that's vengeance. I want. What about fake Ghost Rider from the nineties? I, I guarantee you, vengeance is coming because that book. If you're not reading Ghost Rider the series. They're like, they actually did something interesting. And I only know this because Tiffany read it because Tiffany is the world's biggest Danny Ketch fan. Uh, despite the Danny Ketch Ghostwriter episodes we've done of back issues where she talks about like what a loser he is. That's, that's what I think is the lovable part about Danny Ketch though. He is such a loser. Right. And, and he's like, a ghostwriter. Like, <laughs> he is a huge loser and he like constantly falls over and people steal his bike. And, <laughs> and he like, and he doesn't even have the spirit of vengeance. Like, ha- like, a good 30 issues of his run are people showing up and going like, you're the spirit of vengeance. I'm going to kill you. And him going, I'm not <laughs> because he's not right. even the latest issue where they're trying to convince him to go stop Johnny. And they're like, you're a yeah. ghost. And he's like, I'm not, I gave it up. <laughs> I'm not, I'm straight up. Not him talking to his, his ex-girlfriend and being like, you know, we'd still be together. If it wasn't for ghost Rider. And she's like, no, we'd still be together. If you weren't an asshole. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, that's great. Way to, way to be cool. Like, way to do something interesting with, with Danny Ketch to evolve him into being interesting. Right. So that when we bring him back and we give him the definitive Ghost Rider costume, which is the Danny Ketch suit, no question, right? Like, leather jacket, spikes. Yeah. It's the one they put in all the movies. It is, because the, jo- the, as, uh, the Johnny Blaze one's just so 90s. When Danny, Danny Ketch's costume became more iconic because it was the 2000s when Ghost Rider was trying to become a thing with Nicolas Cage. Still love those movies, by the way. I oh, love the Ghost Rider movies. I don't, but uh, that second one's way better. And it's... <laughs> well, second one's... Like, Nick Cage is a great Ghost Rider. Just, ah, ha, I wish, I wish they'd gotten him, like... You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag because, like, you get younger Nick Cage, but they'd never be able to pull off the effects. But now he's, like, old and it's weird. <laughs> the only thing that, man, Spirit of Engines would have been amazing if it was set in the American Southwest. But yeah. putting it in Prague, I appreciate the fact they were like, we don't, we don't have any money. We got to shoot it in Prague. Otherwise, we have no, we, otherwise we won't be able to afford it. But, you know, I'm sure Louisiana or Mississippi would have been happy to have you and giving you all the tax breaks. Yeah. Um, but that's southeast, but still. Anyway, 
What yeah. I'm getting at is I'm not against what they're doing with Robbie Reyes. I just find his inclusion and use of weird. It is because, weird. Because they're constantly being like, well, you're a ghost rider, but you're not a ghost rider, so I'm going to race you because you're a ghost rider. But you're not <laughs> the spirit of vengeance. But uh, but you got to do what other ghost riders do. But here's Eli Morrow, and here's your parents. and It's like, just don't do that then. Like, if it's yeah. that complicated, just don't do that. Well, they made it complicated when they were like, "It's not the, it's not the spirit of vengeance. It's your crazy, psychotic, murderous uncle." I mean, it was already complicated, but like, if you're gonna try and like clean house, do that. Don't like put it all in one thing and then try to make an epic event out of it. And don't, right. don't try to put Captain America in it because he's gonna, <laughs> he's not gonna know what's happening. The poor old man. He's gonna be like, <laughs> first of all, I'm in hell, which I don't belong in. Secondly, what? <laughs> like if 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 Captain America's talked to Ghost Rider three times, like yeah, I'll you eat know, a ghost okay, that, like that I, I I will agree. I will agree with you on that. I feel it to be the weirdest part about that is like okay, Thor, Ghost Rider, they've never really spoken, but at least no. Thor is like mystical and he goes to hell, and right. that makes sense. Captain Marvel, Ghost Rider, never. Captain nope. America, Ghost Rider, like Ghost Rider is like the Punisher. He exists. People know he's there, but no one talks to him. But even with Punisher, him. Punisher was a soldier. Steve's a soldier. You got some parallels there. I get that. Ghost Rider? Like, yeah, so what I do? So Captain America, you're a center of liberty. You protect America. You lead the Avengers. I get that. Okay. I stare at people and burn their souls out of their bodies <laughs> and ride a motorcycle. Like, I, son... I appreciate your effort, but I'm afraid we're just we're just not looking for new applicants right now. <laughs> I mean, he's also working with Black Panther and Tony Stark, both of which never. I mean, Black Panther at least goes into the mystical realms, right? Uh, Tony Stark is like across the board against magic. Like he just had a battle with magic and was like, nope, I'm going right. back to classic armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, it's, yeah, nope. Uh, at the very least, Captain America's turned into a werewolf. So I mean, like. It's kind of there's there's some kind of correlation, but like he's not a werewolf in that book. He's just so there. far out of the Avengers runs that what I've liked that they've done was Blade. Blade showed up and everyone's like Blade doesn't fit, and then they get to the point where like Blade, we don't kill, and he's like, Well, I quit. <laughs> that's fair. Like that you know what? That's that's funny, that's interesting, uh, like it's it's consistent. I get it. Like Ghost Rider's just like, it's just too complicated. First of all, his means of conveyance is a friggin' car. You can't all team up in the car. We're not gonna have Iron Man sit shotgun in a friggin' car. Like, could you, could you imagine that for yeah, one they're all moment? just piling in! Road trip! Like, it's not gonna work. It works less with the motorcycle, but like, with the car, it just looks, it just, it, it, the, the whole premise breaks down and everyone looks like an idiot. Like, <laughs> The problem is with your superhero Everyone's things. Everyone's flying into battle, and he's roaring in with the car. <laughs> Seriously, like there's there's a there's a there's a thing called the willing suspension of disbelief. When you start putting too much crap on top of it, it, it eventually the table breaks, and we're all like, "Oh wait, this is all kind of silly, isn't it?" Like, don't put Ghost Rider on the Avengers. <laughs> uh, to close up our Ghost Rider discussion, for overall, <laughs> uh, no, no, to close it up. Yeah, I am enjoying the Avengers run. I do see your point of view. Um, one of our chatters, Spazzo, says, Avengers have never had any real correlation. Why is it a problem now? That's a question I do want to present to you. Because I that? like him on the team, although I am stating it's kind of all over the place right now. It's a little all over the place. But why no. is it a problem that there's no correlation between the team members? Like, they don't function well. well my issue is that, like, they all kind of, like, complement. They, they fill a niche. Uh, and they all kind of complement each other. It's more just, like, eventually you're going to stack the deck to be, like, too... 
mixed up. I don't know. I, Ghost Rider doesn't strike me as an Avenger. You know, it, it, maybe it's a gut feeling. Maybe it's just the, like it's an arbitrary thing. It's just like when Ghost Rider shows up, it, it makes the whole thing feel kind of silly. So it'd be almost as if they made an Avengers team and put Conan on it, right? Which they did. I know, that's the joke. <laughs> but Conan doesn't have magic powers. Conan's just completely confused. Like, and Conan, I, here's the thing. I've read some Savage Avengers. He's not really on that team. Like, that's not really a team. <laughs> he just like, happens to be around the guys that are functioning as a pseudo team. They're, they're <laughs> fighting Coolangath or whatever. So, like, he's the guy with the know-how. He yeah. And... Better yet, if you read, I think it's the most recent one where it's like, it's Doom, Strange, and Conan. Like, that team-up is friggin' amazing because, like, you have some tethers there. Conan hates magic. Strange is a sorcerer. Doctor Doom's a little bit of both. He's a monarch and a magic user. Like, it's, it, that, that's some there's cool Wolverine. stuff. Ghost Rider <laughs> with the Avengers is like, first of all, it's, go, it's young Ghost Rider who's not really a Ghost Rider who's like, Hi! <laughs> I bet none of you know who I am. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you're saying if it was at least Johnny Blaze, there'd be like, hey, Johnny, been a while. You out of hell well, again? Like, I think some of us may have teamed up with you at some point, but probably <laughs> not. Like, with, 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 uh, with, what's his name? With, uh, with, 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 with I keep wanting to say somebody else. I'm like, what is it? What the hell is his name? Ghost Rider. Uh, Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes, thank you. Uh, with Robbie Reyes, it's kind of like, he, he just kind of feels like, Hi, I'm here too. And they're like, who are you at all? Like, what is going on? Right. I don't know. Just, just right. feels a little weird. Plus, it's, the, the real thing is, it's the car. The car bothers you? So if he was on the motorcycle, I'd be fine. Motorcycle, a little, little better, but like, the conveyance is always a, a, an issue. Where it's like, Iron Man flies. And there's some flyers on the team. But his method of transportation is a suit. Right. So they all can get in the Quinjet if they need to. But like, are, are we going to get a ramp and let... Robbie drive the bike or car <laughs> into the Quinjet? Is he going to meet us there? Or so you're we saying gonna... you would have preferred if Cosmic Ghost Rider was the Ghost Rider of the Avengers since he well, pretty much has a space bike kind <clears throat> of. Well, the problem with Cosmic Ghost Rider is he's also like a Deadpool character. Like, yeah, he is. And didn't he fight the Avengers? <laughs> yeah, he did. In the in the Ghost Rider arc, they did. Right. So it's like with, with him... Regardless of the bike, he's a problem. Like he's a he's an the antagonist. Problem, the problem that they had with the battle is he was too powerful. Like right. he was throwing Thor through walls and stuff like that. It's like okay, exactly. That's not gonna work. Um, but again, like the bike, still, it's kind of cumbersome. It's big. It's it's really all about aesthetics, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get hung <laughs> up on the details here, but the car makes it complicated. If the car were the Avenger, that'd be a little different. Like if Kit were an Avenger, that's like listen, this is who I am. But it's like listen. Wait, I drive wait, the car. I have to stop you there. So you're stating you have a problem with Robbie Ray is having a car, but if Knight Rider was the Avenger, you're cool with it. <laughs> Knight Rider isn't a character. It's Michael Knight. He drives the car. <laughs> the kit's called the car's called Kit. There is no Knight Rider, uh, which doesn't you make any sense. You know what either. I was talking about. You know what I yeah. was referencing. If Kit were an Avenger, that'd be one thing. They'd have to make concessions and, and, and allotments for him. That's who he is. But you know they do an arc. Where Vision built a body for Kit, and now he's a robot. <laughs> Who can right. love? We're, we're going to move on. <laughs> That's fair. It, we should have moved on five minutes ago. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where this is going. So Annihilation Scourge, Silver Surfer with a powerless Bob Reynolds after he and the Void separate, and the Void took his powers into the Cancerverse. Uh, I have not been following Scourge at all. I didn't read it, so it's just it's just a lot of stuff that happens for me. I okay. don't know. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to follow Annihilation, but I keep forgetting it's a thing, so I'm not reading any of it. Same. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, our last big topic is Fantastic Four 17 shows the Overseer, the leader of Spire, yeah. was the one to create the Fantastic Four. What? Yeah, apparently, like, uh, basically Reed reveals, like, no, my shields were functioning. Like, we should have been okay. protected from cosmic rays, but the Overseer was weaponizing cosmic rays and made them too strong and too powerful. He's the guy who used the cosmic rays and inadvertently created the Fantastic Four. Okay. Like, the Overseer amplified it, and so you as know, such... the And I'm like, you know what? If you're going to do that kind of retcon, for me, it's not so horrible. It's not like the Overseer was like, and then I'm going to make the Fantastic Four. No, he accidentally made the Fantastic Four. It's still an accident. Right, we're still... Uh, the same concept is still there. It's no. It's not nearly as bad as if, like, let's say, the spider you gave god... Tony Stark a brother? What's that? You gave Tony Stark a brother and made him an alien? That sucks. <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you if the spider god sends his emissary as a tiny spider to, to, to go bite Peter Parker and make him into Spider-Man. Like, that's too too much, too much, like, architecture. Most of it, it's about how anyone can be a superhero. No one chooses to be one because that life sucks. Right. Great power, great responsibility. With the Fantastic Four in general, and even Dan Slott going over to it, uh, yeah. they still are boring. <laughs> like I tried to get into them again. I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Like I got into Hickman. No one else did a good Fantastic Four run. Uh, Dan Slott, I loved his Amazing Spider-Man. I know it's very divisive, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, me too. I like some of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think towards the end, he you could definitely tell at the ending. He's like, I really just want to do Iron Man, guys. Can I do Iron Man? And they're like, No. And he's like, Okay, well I asked. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, then I'm just gonna keep doing it anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna do Iron Man, but it's gonna be called Peter Parker. So <laughs> yeah, dumb um, Iron Man. Here we go. Yeah, but um, with Fantastic Four, he never really made them that interesting for me. He didn't make it come back. Uh, the it's first weird, arc yeah. was a fun callback arc, but it didn't like entice me to be like, man, they're so cool again, and they're not popping up in anything. No, it's weird that no one's using them. Um, That's what I mean. Like they're not coming in any crossovers. They they like we did we did the Absolute Carnage. We used the Thing and had Maker, but Reed didn't show up at no. all. Like, they didn't even call, hey, Reed, you know we got an alternate version of you here. You sure you don't want to come say hi and chat with this guy? Right. <laughs> you probably should. It's kind of important. <laughs> um, um, they're not no, being used in any of these things. They're not popping up anywhere. They haven't shown up in the Avengers at any point. No nope. one's even referenced the, the, the Fantastic Ooh, Four and the Avengers. They did show up in, uh, in, in House of X. Okay. Yeah. Like, because Hickman got Hickman, you know? Like, I'm yeah. not going to not... Like, literally, the X-Men, the only super team they bump into is the Fantastic Four. It's it's, and it's, like, it's just yeah. weird that I don't find their individual stories interesting, but not on to, uh, not only on top of that, no one's really using them. They're not, they're not showing no, up anywhere. We, we finally got them back, and no one cares. Yeah. Um, Even the writers don't. And well, I, what for, what's, I yeah. also never hear the fans or anybody hitting me up going, Benny, when are you going to cover that new Fantastic Four? <sighs> hey, no. Benny, what happened? What do you think about the latest Fantastic Four reveal? Hey, what did you think about this latest issue? No one brings them up. I'm not hearing that. I'm hearing equal silence about the Fantastic Four currently. No one asks me to cover them. I'm getting questions. Do X-Men. Can you do X-Men? Did you read this latest issue over here? Did you do this? Cover this. Cover that. Yeah. No one mentions the Fantastic Four. No. The Fantastic Four, it's a, it's a tough nut to crack. It's a hard... Road to hoe. Like, the Fantastic Four, if you do it wrong, it's very wrong. And if you do it right, 
only the people who love the Fantastic Four are going to notice. Right. Um, and and with this, it's like, I just, I, I, I'm not really hyped about it. I read a few issues and just dropped off because ultimately it just, it didn't matter as much to me. And yeah. I was worried because like, the Fantastic Four should matter. They are important, and I love those characters, and I love stories about them. And uh, you know, most of them are by John Byrne or Claremont. But for the most part, the Fantastic Four should be relevant in the Marvel universe. They are the first family in Marvel, and they 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 represent a lot of positives about Marvel. Um, if, Since if bringing them back, they haven't gotten back into that role because pre-removing no. them, they still popped up all over the place. Yeah, I think but, you know why. I think it's because. They're, they don't have a hungry author. You need somebody who's like, I need to write Fantastic Four. You have, I, I, I've heard Duggan, Zub, and Aaron all fought each other to get Conan. That means we're going to do all of those yeah. because those are some great authors and we have the Conan license back. So we're going to, and, and three hungry, good, well-selling authors all want to write Conan. Here you go. Right, yeah. And I'm liking the Conan stuff they're doing. Right. No one is tripping over themselves to write Fantastic Four. Yeah, no, it's sad. I really it feel sad. like they should, they should become as important as they once were. If you read Marvel 2-in-1, which was one of the best Marvel books of, like, I think, 2018, uh, by Zdarsky, that was the best Fantastic Four book I had read in years. And clearly Zdarsky didn't want to do a Fantastic Four book because they didn't give it to him. Yeah. And it could be because they wanted to keep, maybe it's a, an appeasement. You know, if Slot was going to stay at Marvel, we got to give him Tony Stark, we got to give him the Fantastic Four. I don't know. But I also would not want Zdarsky on Fantastic Four if he didn't want to write it. And that's oh, yeah. the thing is that I don't think they have anybody at Marvel who wants to write Fantastic Four who has enough name cachet to sell Fantastic Four. And with that combination, all you got left is Dan Slot being like, how about this? And it's like, um, I do want a quick comment because Tevia won't be quiet in our Twitch chat because this does air live every yep. Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can jump in, correct us, help fix issues as we're going through. Sure. There is a team up coming up with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, but the, no one cares. It's, it's Hickman because he likes it. Hickman, like no one else is using them. And I guess like Hickman is Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is slot. Hickman loves the Fantastic Four. Anybody who wants to give that team up, he'll green light it. Uh, it could but, be that Hickman wants to use Franklin and has big plans for the Fantastic Four. Crossover is being written by Dzarsky. But that's great. But what I'm saying is the X-Men is Hickman. Everything has to be Greenlith or Hickman on that. Yeah. So it could be that maybe Hickman has a plan and so Slot's kind of like stuck writing banal Fantastic Four stories. But the point I'm making is we're on issue 17. Yeah. If this is issue five and they're like, oh, the crossover's happening. You know, like, oh, okay. We're getting them back in. We're on 17. The only I reason know. I even know about this retcon to their origins is because Dan put it in our notes. Same here. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Same deal. I didn't hear, I've heard very little to zero chatter about the Fantastic Four. That's what I mean. Like, they changed Spider-Gwen's costume. It's on 8,000 news outlets. <laughs> they retconned Fantastic Four's origin, and I don't hear crap about it. Like, yeah. By the way, don't change And PewDiePie goes on vacation, and, every, and like 500 things are writing about that. I know. <laughs> by the way, don't change Spider-Gwen's costume. What are you doing? That's why she's a character. <laughs> like, well, they changed it back. They did change it back, but when they good. changed it to Gwenum, and now it's back to the way it was. Oh yeah, well, Gwenum variant. You know, she gets the costume. You get a variant version of it. That's fair. But like, don't change it. Don't right, it, don't. Gwenum went up, on for takes a, sleeves out. 
don't screw that up. That's Gwen the only went thing. on for a very long time. Yeah, for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember being like, "Gwen was in a like, very really? three issues." Gwen was like, "This is the outfit." <laughs> right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's I mean, that's pretty much it. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, are you hyped for Superman Red Sun? Did you see the trailer? No, I didn't. That's why I wasn't going to bring it up as a topic. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Fair what did you think about it? It's fine. What did you think about it's it? It's fine. Like it looks like a it looks like the standard fare from DC animation. Uh it looks like they're keeping everything. So because it's really short anyway. So yeah. I'm I'm hyped. It, hyped is a is a very strong word for DC animation today. Though I will say, I don't know if you've watched Harley Quinn. Harley it's, Quinn has been amazing. It's un it's it's unbelievably solid. I'm like, My wow. favorite character so far has been Kite Man and Bane. <laughs> I love that they're like, oh, it's far. <laughs> they, I love they kept his dumb voice. Um, I, I think Kaylee Cuoco is really doing a great job with yeah. it. I love, I love the the voice for Poison Ivy as well. I love their relationship. Lake Bell. I had to look her up. They're both like that. Really, like that's what I want to see more of. It's just I want to see Harley and, and and Ivy doing their thing. It's yeah. it's just great. I'm, I'm like, this is a great show. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I love Harley. I. I was trying to place it for the longest time with Lake Bell. She reminds me of like a Daria character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she will. Cause Harley, she's, are we really doing this? And like, she has oh, almost way, no connection cool. to humanity. So, yeah. you know, I love it. I was like, this is cool. And, and Gordon is like, yeah, that's what Gordon would be like if he had to live in Gotham. <laughs> He's just constantly on, constantly on edge. He's Dan's just, nodding his head. I think he wants to agree with you on this one. Gordon is just like I'm freaking out. It's like, yeah, man, you are freaking out. You're in a you're in a city of monsters. <laughs> it's cool. It's a good show. Good for you, DC. No, I completely agree. <laughs> the the perfect representation of the commissioner in that show is fantastic. And Poison Ivy's the best. Yes. <laughs> right. I love voice. Poison Ivy's plant that jumps in just to correct things she's saying. Oh my god. The Venus uh, flytrap or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He feels. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's great I'm stuff. Gonna blow up the Gotham Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, good show. The show's great. Yeah, I love it. And honestly, it's this. It's continuing the trend. The DC universe is quite obviously meant to be a. This is the darker, edgier version of DC that you're not going to get anywhere else, but you want. Yep. They're really which leaning into it, which is exactly which also what confirms they do. that I was thinking. That because a lot of people like Zack Snyder ruined it. Zack Snyder made it dark. I wasn't against what Zack Snyder was doing at all. I liked the Zack Snyder universe, but since the DC universe is also dark, edgy, cussing, nudity, it's like yeah, DC wants to do this, guys. This isn't Zack Snyder tell. came in and said, "Let's make a dark and edgy DC universe." It's like DC said, "Let's make a dark and edgy DC well, universe." Has anyone read Infinite Crisis? Like, yeah, they've been doing that for a while. Like. DC has been pushed in the direction of like, yeah, I know that Superman's a beacon for hope and Wonder Woman is all about truth and all that stuff. But like, what if she snapped people's necks and Superman murdered people? Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, it's, it's what they want. Yeah. And you know what? There's room for both. It's just, don't forget about the other stuff. So, all right, well, uh, let's get and wind up there because I got I to gotta take off because of the holidays. Got stuff to do today. Oh yeah. Um, nonstop. Yeah. But Sal, thank you so much for an incredible year. My pleasure. Uh, I do want to say we've been doing this now since September. The show has come back strong. We have not missed any major. We have only missed holidays, I think. Yeah, that's um, it. And I am still super excited to be doing the show. And part of Same that here. is because of the amazing audience we have at the live show, twitch.tv slash comic story on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. 
and your amazing reactions over on the YouTube. I feel like they are far less bashing you and me. I don't know why. Maybe because nice. we're the only two. We're the only two left. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to be 50% <laughs> or, or 100. They're going to even hate one or both of us. But I want to take a moment, at least for me, and I know you do too, Sal. Um, but for me, I want to thank everyone who watches this, listens to us, gives us ratings, participates in the discussion, tells us that we're wrong and need to be corrected. It's that's what makes this show fun. It's it's a community of the uh, of me, Sal, and all of you guys coming together to discuss shows, movies, comic books, and just have a good time. And I love yeah. it. And this show has been a blast. And part of me is sad we're taking two weeks off. Um, know, other part right? of me is like. It'd be very hard to do this on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. But <laughs> that's the thing is logistically, that's the only reason we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but like, no, I, I am. I, I like this show. I'm having a great time. I'm so glad that you suggested we do this. You were like, <laughs> hey, let's do another show. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. And it, yeah. it turns out, yeah, you were right. It was a great idea. We've been having a great time. We're working great together. I'm having a blast. Uh, and the audience has spoken. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, just like the fact that like, the, the audience likes it. So, yeah. you know, it, it, we're on to something here. <laughs> I mean, that was our big concern is that you guys, like after the weekly polls, I mean, Sal and I both agree the last year of the weekly poll, everyone was kind of phoning it in. So after I'd say about a year and a half of the weekly poll not being the real weekly poll, we had an open concern that there would be no audience left for this and no one would be interested in it. So the fact that there are so many people watching us live, so many people have come back watching the VODs, watching the YouTube, you guys, you really have made this something special for us and we really do yeah. appreciate that. And thank you so much. Thank you. Um, We're really if you are you. watching this, uh, you can support the show directly by subbing right here at Twitch. That is what funds the show, keeps it going. Along with uh, Sal's Patreon and my Patreon, you can you can support your favorite host directly. Both of those do get early access to the Absolute Comics before it hits YouTube. Um, you can also go to our sponsor, G Fuel, if you want to get 10% to 30% off, depending when you use the code. Use the code COMICS to get your code there. Um, that is a great thing. I know it's kind of terrible to be like, thank you so much. Segue into how to support the show. Uh, but I got to do my job, you know. Plus support the show, you know, if you like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you did miss it, we did finally film Sal Supernatural. Sal watched the first three episodes and I, now I have to do Gilmore Bros. I have to watch the first three episodes of Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah. And so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's on Netflix. So I think you're good. Okay, so at least I don't have to go like like pirate or nothing. No, like no. <laughs> but either way, uh, thank you guys so much. We'll try to find time for a Star Wars and a Doomsday Clock episode, but I can't promise that. They might both just be talked about once we get back from the vacation. Uh, but thank you guys so much. I hope you all had a great year. Um, I know we did, and it's entirely because of you guys. So thank you. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I got You want to say anything else, Sal, before we close out for the year? No, this is the end of the really year. I know, I know. It's a, it, and we've only we've only been doing it since September, but it feels like we've been doing it for a year. Like it feels yeah. like just just an extension of our of our lives now. Like this is this is just a yet another thing we make, and it's another excellent thing. Like that, like it doesn't feel like we're phoning it in. It doesn't feel like we're wasting time. Like it just feels like this right. is the show that we that we like making, and 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 we're so lucky to have you watching it because otherwise, you know, just me and Benny on the phone. So, but thank you all so much for being here and for watching the show. We're really, really lucky to have you, and, and we're looking forward to seeing where the show goes and where you're going to take us in 2020. Yeah. So, thank you guys so much. We're going to close at the show now. And if you're watching live, we're going to be doing a raid on another member of Sal's team, his wife, but I'm trying to be like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys. We'll close at the show. <laughs>